Um, yeah, I uh, so 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 action. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that um, before, mm-hmm. but you didn't really expand on what you were thinking about. There's okay, so there's so there's a book. There's a book called The War of Art. And in this book he talks about the resistance that artists and entrepreneurs face uh, when pursuing their dreams or pursuing their creativity. And there's this there's this force field surrounding the risky thing or the the unknown or the blank page whatever that may look like and um, and I've loved that book ever since I read it and I I, 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 I I don't think I ever understood it until this week I thought I knew what it was and I don't think I ever really knew what it was until this week what did you find out I found out that well I found well the first thing I found out that attitude is everything. And I think the the main problem which we've discussed on the show is is my th- my thoughts that doing those things would would allow me to become somebody or get somewhere. So now that that's been removed um a new attitude has has birthed itself. And so you know, Pressfield has this ideology, another book called uh, Turning Pro. And it's basically about, like, what do pros do? They show up for work. They do the work every day, rain or shine. They, 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 they suit up and show up, and they, and they hit it. And, yeah, that's what, it, that's what it felt like this week. So you felt like you made a pivot from being an amateur to a professional? No, that's what's that's what's interesting. I I feel more like an amateur than I ever felt because I'm not I'm not doing it for anything. It's a weird that's like the the reason I think it's working for me is because I'm not I'm I'm taking it as a pro approach, which means like I'm I'm pl- and the night before I go to bed, I look at my calendar and I see a, a day full of shit and I go I'm waking up this many hours before my first thing to do the work. And I decide the night before that I'm going to do it. And then, and then the morning comes, I show up and I start doing it. And, um, it's like what we were talking about or what you were talking about on last week's episode, but you've also, we were talking about it before, but you, you're 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 acting with you're 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 action oriented with this creative force yeah and it seems like every morning uh that this week that i've been doing this is you know i i wake up i do the prayers and meditations i do some stream of conscious writing and then i start to get anxious because i know there's a there's a computer in there and i'm gonna go write and i have no idea what i'm gonna write about so uh, I go and I start and before I know it, there's something there. Then I get anxious again because I'm like, now I'm, I'm about to start recording. 
I have no idea what I'm going to say. It's super early in the morning. I'm, I'm producing a show. I'm producing this content or this whatever expression. And I have no idea what's supposed to happen. And it, it's exciting. And I press record and then some shit happens. Right. And then uh, and then once those two hurdles are are crossed, it's like then it's the fun part of just editing, producing, adding music, flair, tone. Everything feels like a fluid flow state that I that I enter into. But it's just the willingness to step into the uncomfortability and step into the anxiety each morning, and then something cool happens. Um, and it's it's um. It's been wild because it's like uh, now every morning I wake up with this pep in my step knowing I'm going to face off against something. And you're excited about that or you you enjoy that. Yeah, and that's all it is. That's all there is to yeah. it. That's what it meant for me, I think, when he said turning pro is like he talks a lot about it in the book about like you, you do the thing because it's the thing you need to do to thrive. It's not about getting or becoming anything it's 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 some form of self-care right that's interesting yeah yeah so what would you say was the like the turning point of how that um how sort of your morning kickoff has evolved i mean was there a specific point where it just started happening or was it something that you had to like consciously organize great question i haven't thought about it because uh, i've been i've been in the weeds of doing it i like this engagement that it's creating in my life and it's it's we did the mystic path to cosmic power last thursday and then the dawn of the awareness that I had been literally listening to philosophy and spirituality lectures. I hadn't, it was like I, I was in everybody else's thoughts and philosophies and I, and I had stopped thinking for myself. Right. And I hit this day. It was Friday, maybe Saturday. And I woke up, I'm at the house and I was just totally bored. And the thought to do a podcast, the thought to write, the thought to go exercise, these thoughts started occurring of how to fix my boredom, and I chose not to. I chose to just sit on the couch. And uh, once I got through it, it just kind of clicked in my head. It was like we'd talked about getting back on the discipline, and I'd started getting back on the discipline. And I was like, well, why don't I just, why don't I take it to, why don't I take it to where it was? when things were going really good, which was, you know, I, I actually wrote in the mornings. I never published anything, but I would pencil time in my schedule for creativity and writing. And it was just like, well, now, you know what? Like we'd ta- been talking about facing fears and recognizing anxiety and moving towards it. And I just, they connected it. And it's crazy because I haven't had this attitude with the work that I've always done like I've been doing podcasts videos writing publishing this shit for ever but then I just once I started getting into all the mystic stuff and understanding you know what power look like when I'm when I'm when I'm ready to lay down my conceptions and ideas of how I think my life should be 
that's been my focus since we've met. And so it was like, I don't know, I just, I was like, I know that whatever is going to get created is not me. So there's, so I'm not, so like, I know I'm anxious and afraid while I'm writing and recording because I, there's a part of you that knows you'll be seen and because my name's attached to all this shit, but I'm just, but it just, uh, I just don't care what anyone thinks anymore. How does that feel? freedom yeah it feels like true freedom on both ends of it because there's nothing i'm i care about getting and there's nothing i mean i got a text i got a text some messages the other day yeah i I, I did i released this thing called what is god i think i'm gay yeah i saw that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i get i get you know and i post it on everything like status update what is God? I think I'm gay. Here's the link. Yeah. And I'm getting this message and a girlfriend of mine was like, Oh wow. You think you're gay? Question mark. And then like heart emojis. And I was just like, you know, I didn't even felt, I didn't feel like I needed to tell her I wasn't right. I was just like, thanks. Smiley face. Like she's obviously she didn't listen to it because (laughs) if you would have (laughs) listened, you would have heard some fucking, it would have, it's just it's just stupid. That's the other thing. I'm making comedy. Who the fuck knew I would be writing and producing comedy? Right. It's just weird. I, I it's it's like I have a, a the enlightenment the the idea that like the lightning of self. That's what seems to be occurring. I'm just not. I'm still into the same shit. I love the philosophy. I love the mysticism. I love digging into the deeper truths and insights. But I'm also aware that it's all a fucking show. Right. So there's just a level of levity with it all now that I've never had before. You've never ex- you've never felt that or experienced that before. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. It always felt like I was I was achieving something, or I wanted to be. I so badly wanted to be like Henry David Thoreau or Brad Knoll or Tom York. I wanted to be those dudes that were just bleeding on the page and on the stage. Like I wanted so badly to be like them. That when I saw it show up in, in whatever was created, whether it was like, I was just like, I was proud that I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, ma- I'm making progress towards that. And that part's died off now. Right. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I I can I can come to this place in my life where um, I get to write my own my own story in my own life, and again, complete you know take complete ownership for that. Um. Rather than feeling like a, uh, like a a pinball, um, and I th- I think for me what I've experienced is that it's a it's almost like a process of shedding. So the ideas of 
what other people think I should be doing or what they perceive me as becomes less and less important as I keep doing my own thing and looking at that, right, where um, I don't care what somebody thinks of me, but I do, I am open to listening to what they see or what their perception is, but it's not a truth. It's their individual experience of me. And then I can look at that. So there's like this, uh, there's this, there becomes a, a space between how I interact in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't have to, um, I don't have to um, take it personal. And that personal piece is a big thing that uh, taking things personal is really, it caused a lot of, I took everything very personal for a long time. Yeah. What coaches said, what girlfriends said, what parents said, what teachers said, what friends said. And not only what they said, but what they did. And I just took everything very personal. And it's it's, it's stupid because it has nothing to do with me. It's, it's their own reflection of that but it doesn't have anything to do with me right so i i never could own any of that stuff i never could own i never could own that i mean an example of shedding for me was putting my name on the on the stuff that we were doing right um which is i don't care i haven't thought about it since since we talked about it oh just okay We'll see where it goes. We'll see. I'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not a personal thing. Have you? Have you? Uh, we. So you're writing, which I've read, which is excellent. We did. We did some on the show, but it didn't get. It didn't get published. Have you done any writing over the last few weeks, or thought about it, or anything? I haven't done any new stuff. Um. I I go in like I have an ebb and flow with writing. Um I love I love words and I love reading and I love um I love expressing my my words but I it's not something that I'm consistent with. It's something that sort of comes to me and then I'll have an urge for a month or two to to write. Mm-hmm. and express something um or many things and then it's sort of like okay it's like it's out of my system now right there's no real it, there's nothing really necessary to say and it's that's always the way it's been for me it's always been very very f- uh up and down with my writing um if someone asked me to write something i could write it um if there was like a piece that i they were like hey dude produce some produce a poem or produce a short story or something like that i'd be happy to whip something up but um it's more it's more my thing it's right more like what i enjoy doing from time to time and writing is very cathartic right writing is 
is a beautiful, it's an awesome tool of expression and putting something out there because the words are, the words are, are being used to describe something that can't be described essentially. Yeah. So they're, it's coming close, but it's how those words are spun together that can create a visual, like a picture and an experience. And, um, I think that's a really cool thing. And that's something you see with, uh, really good uh, writers they um they say a lot about something that can't be said and then you sort of you finish the book and you're like whoa like that dude just put something together that blew my mind um yeah it's like you feel it in your core and it's like experiential understanding yeah. or something and you yeah it's, it's really cool but yeah writing for me is just something that is it's a fun thing to do from time to time. It's wild. It's the, a couple things happened this week that were crazy. One, one was the way I showed up for all the other activities. It was like, it was like, because I did this work, this creative inner expressive work early in the morning, by the time I was out the door to do whatever was going on, like real life stuff, work stuff or whatever stuff, it was like so, I was so present for it. It was just so natural, so fluid. And another thing happened where I went, I don't know what this is, but there's something about sharing, about releasing something that you know is is something true to you and sharing it. And then knowing that, that, that it's being listened to by others or read by others. And it was this moment that I had, we talked about this, I think last week, but I haven't had it in forever. That feeling of, I don't know how to describe it, but, but so, so I played back the show, the, what is God? I think I'm gay, <laughs> which was, I couldn't believe what it was, you know, because I, all I'm doing is positioning myself in the morning to see what wants to get written. It's not like I'm writing anything or I'm ma- the only thing I'm doing is making a decision to start moving the keys. And I'm making a decision to press the record button and start talking. I have no idea what's going to happen. And it's like, and then, and like the inspiration for the certain pieces of music that go in the whole, whatever it is I'm producing, I don't know what it is. And, and so, so I finish it, I release it and I get in the car and I start driving to my first appointment and I press play and I listen to it. And I'm listening to it and I'm, I'm, I'm laughing and I'm like, what is this dude? Like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is stoops, dude. Like what is going on here? <laughs> you know? And they're, and it's just, it's like a, it's like a real quick, like they, they're like 12, 15 minute little things. And, and it gets to the end where I finish the, the meditation for the day. And, and I end it and I basically end by saying like, what if God is you? And then fucking changes by blind melon hits that song like the perfect timing and it just blew me back and i just tears joy just like wow this is exactly what i needed to hear or what i wish i could have heard right and it came from you but that's what's wild it's it it did but it's the you that we've been talking about i think it's that creative force it's yeah because I, I, every single time I, I'll finish one of these and listen to it and be like, God damn, that's not going to happen again. And then, and then one happens the next day and I'm like, 
I can't, there's no way that this will top, be topped. And then something else happens and I'm like, this is, you know, I don't know how to, dis- I don't know. Man, I'm still trying to make sense of it. It's, it feels like it's coming from the, uh, something else. Yeah. And I don't think there's any point for me to try to make sense of it. Yeah. It's the... Um, it comes back to that. And we've talked about this, but it comes back to that that reality that's in me. That deep thing that's in me. And... I mean, perfect case in point, I, I went back and read all of my, all of the things I wrote from like 2011, 2010, 2012. And it was fucking there, man. Like it was already there. Like that power or whatever you want to call it was there i could see it i remember reading that one of those short stories and going like how did you even how did you connect all these ideas into a powerful powerful story yeah it was all there and i just wrote that from a coffee shop in minneapolis probably after a bender or some like i mean those years were tough. I I wasn't in good shape at all during the during those years, and uh, I I mean it still. It doesn't blow my mind anymore, but for a while it did, because I could see things that I couldn't see when I was writing it, but the very words and expression that came out of me was, what I was seeing but not experiencing, and that's pretty pretty cool to to like look at that and go dude it was there the whole time mm. it was always there and if it's all was always there for you then it's always there for every human being and everything it can't not be and there's this there's this belief that i have where uh, I have to recognize the source, the source from which it comes. Hmm. So, and you and I, uh, we know a lot of people that are in recovery. We know a lot of people that uh, are on a path of transformation and development and growth, but then, you know, we both also know people that are um, in really difficult situations. Um, Some of those people uh, make it through and then some of them don't. They go in a different direction and whatever that looks like. But one thing that happened for me was recognizing that um, these things that I do uh, is not the source. The things that I do put me in contact with the source. Hmm. 
so there's this big it's all a bit of the same but for instance when something pleasant or something joyful or something happy comes into my life I say thank you I just say thank you like thank you this came into my life and then if something negative happens or something is not uh, something I like really I'll take credit for that because I did that I've created the pain so 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 then this is the inverse what I seem to be experiencing like like that's been the story I'll enter these rapids these these the, it'll be a troubling times for a little bit things I don't enjoy right. overthinking stickiness heart gut whatever blah 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 yeah and I recognize where I had been where I'd fallen off course so I'll, I'll get myself back in balance I'll get myself back on discipline it's almost like this week I decided to take a step towards moving it's it was it's like the inverse of that like i just i instead of wait like it was like i've just been focusing on staying on the beam and recognizing when i fall off right it was like why don't i go ahead and and raise the level on the beam i'm walking and see if i can i can stretch a little further yeah and in, in that turn it created better experiences yeah right and that's see that's the that's the ladder if you will that's the that's the ladder and i i know what you're talking about and i never i i can't i can't experience the upper levels of development if you will um without uh action without without practice without um some form of uh discipline at all it 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 becomes very very much the same and it becomes stale and it becomes mundane and it becomes arguably boring and I st- I can't see anything and I don't feel good about myself and I don't feel good about my life my capacity to experience gratitude is completely diminished my capacity to um, let go is completely diminished my capacity to uh, have faith completely dim- diminishes and all of that puts me in a place where I'm not available or open to anybody or anything. And so then I get stuck in the rut. And the thing that I recognized in my life is that those mo- those periods of rutness or those periods of staleness are, uh, I take credit for those. Yeah. I take credit for those. What about for stretching the beam? What about for stretching yourself? Do you ever take take um, agency for that? No. Uh-uh. Because it didn't come out of my... Uh, in a way, I did something, but I didn't really... I, I just followed what was already there. Mm. I just followed what was already in me. And I give thanks for that. And my th- my thanks is like, like, you know, hey, thanks for allowing me to be able to see this. 
because I couldn't I couldn't see this. And it's all so it's all a matter of sight and awareness and like seeing seeing it play out. Um, and I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm firm believer in in awareness and not over. I'm not talking about over analyzing. I'm not talking about like psychoanalytics by any stretch of the imagination. I'm talking about just general presence and general reflection uh, and taking a look at it. That, and that's all it is. It's not a it's not a huge <laughs> like thing. I get uh, what you're saying. It's just uh, sort of a scan and um, picking up things that I couldn't see before and then looking at that and then moving and then, you know, continuing to to push the, the threshold. And it and what it does is it 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 allows me to uh, increase my capacity to let go, increase my capacity to experience gratitude, increase my capacity to be available to other people, increase my capacity to have an open mind to have an open mind about the world and how it functions and how people are in the world it increases my capacity for empathy to be able to look at a situation from someone else's perspective potentially rather than my own and i enjoy the peace that comes with that and i enjoy the serenity that comes with that and i enjoy how i can move in the world with that um and that's really the reason why i do it i mean if the thing about it is is that like if nothing if if I didn't see any sort of um, growth in my life, in my own internal life, um, it would just be a, a waste of time. It would just be something that was, it's just not, it's not really, uh, it's not really, it doesn't have much of a point. But the the thing is, is that there was only one thing, there was only one thing in my life that changed. And the thing that changed was I started doing this stuff. I just started doing this stuff. And I've, I've said this before, but I had the greatest gift ever of having, of have, having been a complete failure in my life. A total failure. Not just with alcohol, but like with relationships and work and, you know, f- friendships and family and like every single area of life that you could look at uh, I was a failure and other people might say, oh, you're being too hard on yourself or whatever. And I'm like, not really, because I, I was. <laughs> you felt it. It was an absolute failure. And so the thing that I recognized in that was that um, on my own power of myself, uh, I was a total failure, mm. an absolute failure. So all of a sudden there was this awakening moment and then a new pattern of a new motivation pattern and a new way of living was presented to me. And I went full into that, um, because I didn't have anything else to do. Um, and the crazy thing about that is is I've been doing it now for almost six years and it's still the framework of my life. And it still provides me with opportunities to grow and to move into different spaces and to have new opportunities and to have an open mind and, Right. Like and I, I look at that from a sort of a, an observation of a six year window looking looking at that. And I'm just amazed. At, I'm just amazed. I think it's so cool and I think it's so powerful and I think it's so beautiful to where a guy like me could go from where I was uh, internally to then experiencing myself the way that I experience it today internally 
is it's a it's remarkable. It is a remarkable transformation. Um, and I I do not take any credit for that. I I do not. I simply started doing the things that um, that were shown to me. I, I I just simply and then what I've what I recognized as well is that along that path and along those disciplines that it wasn't my obligation to write your book anymore. And I didn't have to like take what Eckhart Tolle said with uh, as a as scripture. So all of these different pieces of information, they, they're really fun to look at and they're really fun to be enjoyed, but it's, it's mine. It has to be for my life. Not, not their life. So, so they'd say, well, uh, would you like to be Eckhart Tolle? No. I would not. I don't want to be Eckhart Tolle. Or would you like to be Sajaguru? Or would you like to be Babaji? Or would you like to be, um, you know, um, a famous, what, like anybody else other than me? And the answer to that question is no. I, I'm not interested in being anybody else but me. And that wasn't the case for me for a long time. No, yeah, I always was trying. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. So in the past, like on this, the stuff that we're talking about, it becomes my own, my own thing. My, wow. It's my own story. It's my own book. It's my own, it's my own guru-ness, if you will. Your own way. W- right, with, within that, within that path. And so all of the stuff, it's, it's almost like, um, if there was a, if there was a house being built, and I'm the person that's building this house, um, I'd been given the framework. I somebody had showed me the framework, and then they said, "Okay, have at it. Here it is, and this is all you have to do. These, are, this is all you have to do with these things. But then go and build your house, go and live your life, go and and create your own your own experience." Your own style. Because you're not alone anymore. And you don't have to look for anything anymore. It's wild. It's like, um, it's like you, it's like I, I was, a, I've, I've been able to set myself a, uh, it's a, there's all, all the stuff that I'm always reading and studying. It always says more will be revealed. It's like just, Hunker down, stick with the discipline, more will be revealed. And it's just like you said, it was when you asked me earlier what what coincided for this to occur, and if I'm being totally honest, I saw something in a moment that allowed me to take an action. It wasn't even it yeah. wasn't anything other than that. Yeah. But looking at that on a deeper level is that see I'd put some groundwork into that to be able to recognize it and to be yeah. able to actually well, do it. Well, it's like you just said it was everything I'd tried f- failed. And everything I tried to make something of myself failed. Yeah. So I just was out of options and it was like so ne- then it was like I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try to do I'm going to try to be I'm I'm interested in being now. I'm not interested in doing. Because I, for for the longest time, I couldn't be. And like even that was the craziest part. That day when I just when the boredom was in, and I was aware that my mind was trying to tell me to do things to absolve it, 
And I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't depressed. I was just like, well, I'm just sitting here. I'm just going to sit. I'm going to sit through it. And, um, yeah, I don't know that if I'm, if I'm, we were, we, we were getting about this last week, but if there is a space for stretching to occur, I think that's where it is. I think it's when, when you're, when you're, when you're feeling uncomfortable or you're, you're uncertain and you, and you want to do what you've always kind of done to fix the problem and you, and you stretch yourself and say, no, I'm sitting and I'm waiting it out. Yeah. And that's a, a confusing concept sometimes because uh, it can be misconstrued as non-action. Right. But it is action. Yeah. It's contrary action. Yeah, it's consciousness. It's just being there for it. And that's the biggest difference. That's the biggest, biggest difference is that when I was shown a new way of life, At the time, I wasn't, there was no argument. <laughs> it didn't matter. I, I'm i done. So, what do I do? What do I have to do here? And it was laid out very clearly and plainly in front of me. The th- thing that happens, though, is that if I'm completely honest, it's completely opposite of how I was living prior to. So, for instance, if uh, there was a a quote-unquote problem at work, my way was to fix it. You got to fix this problem. You got to fix this. And so I would go I would go into the problem with an attempt to fix the problem. And I would go as hard as I possibly could and put as much as I possibly could into it to fix the problem. Right? And the kicker to it is have absolutely no experience or any sort of value or contribution that could be made to even fix the problem. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I have to fix this. Right. I have to get this fixed, and I don't don't even know. But I can't say I don't know, and I can't let go of it, because I'm so driven and so motivated to fix that problem because that problem is a reflection of me and I can't have anything uh, associated to me that's not ideal. Wow. Fast forward several years. Now there's a problem. My first, well, it might be a problem at work. Okay, how do, how do we fix it? What do we, what do we have to do? Or maybe the boss comes to me and says, you know, I need you to get this fixed. And I say, well, I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I don't have any experience with this. What do you suggest? Hmm. See, totally different, 
totally different set of circumstances. Right. It's the same problem, but there's a level of humility and awareness for me today where I can actually say, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do this. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Or I call a friend of mine like, dude, I'm working on this really tough search and I have no experience on any of this stuff, like any of these technical skills. I don't even know what this language is. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm looking for us. I need a software engineer for a big tech company in Atlanta. Where do you think I should start? Or what do you suggest? How do I do this? Right? All of a sudden, the guy tells me what to do. Great. I never could do that. Hmm. Right? I never, ever, ever could invite, could admit that I didn't know something. I, d- I couldn't figure something out. And there's, so those are two, two examples. Like one example of running full force in. I've got it. I can do this. I'm, I'm going to get this fixed. Blah, blah, blah. Me, 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 me. And deep down inside, I know I have no idea what I'm doing. And then the other one is I'm relatively aware that I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have the skills to do this. So I'm, um, I'm in need of help. And the difference is, is that this, the second way is a lot easier. That is way easier. And it's way more, uh, it's way more conflict, conflict free. There just isn't much that can go wrong there. The other way is like bull in china shop well yeah it's like well i mean i might as well stick my hand in the hornet's nest yeah and one one the first way is my was my way the second way was someone else's way the way right totally different totally different deal and it's only possible that is, I'm, I only show up that way the second way. I only show up that way if I'm doing the things that we've talked about. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. So it's kind of trippy to look at us, like the six-year period for me to see that, to see how that, to see how that goes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it's so wild. It was like, I was, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I always felt like I could think my way through. I felt like I could frame things in my mind that could allow me to realize what it was I was aiming at. And just like we were talking about last week with the mirage, yep. with that oasis, you know, and I, and I saw it so clearly in my mind what that looked like. And that's where we're going. So when anyone was like, I don't know, or how do we get there? What do you think? I was like, I think we do this. I think we do that because I'd intellectually figured it out in my head or I listened to enough people to know that from what they said for me to come up with my plan and follow that, which is, you know, is what it is. It's just, it's different than actually adjusting my attitude. It's, but like, like you were saying, like life does that. Life will do that. Yeah, it just takes it just takes it um to a different level really. And um kind of going back to some of the original episodes we did is it it's always going to move to a place of um what uh business am I in? What's my business? Um if I'm attached to the results, 
um, I'm going to be in your business and you're not going to like me and I'm not going to like you Mm. for the most part. But if I'm in my business doing my thing, looking at my life, then I can navigate anywhere and go anywhere and do anything with anyone. And I can be conflict free. The the wildest thing that's happened today and this week, like my ability to make eye contact with people. Yeah. Like I can I can make eye contact with people and not divert my eyes. Yeah. It's almost like each morning I'm choosing to I've been choosing to put myself in a position for something to happen or I made a decision to do something. Um, and so when, when that, when, when it's the task is done in the morning, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like I've fallen on my sword and that sword has, has allowed me to stand on my truth. And so like when I'm encountering people throughout the day, it's like, I'm, I'm, I've got this weird grin on my face and I can maintain the eye contact. Yep. It's like, I don't have to hide anymore. Right. Because there's nothing to hide from. Mm Mm-mm. I don't have to hide from to from anything anymore. And so what happens, right, is like this as I do this stuff that false character starts to leave. That false self, that character that I'd been presenting to the world for so long starts to go away. Because it there's no there's no more food for it. There's nothing to fuel it anymore. It's so wild. It's it's so wild because it it was for me it was backwards. It was the character I had created for myself in my head. It was like I was I had a measurement or a standard at which I was measuring all my actions against. Yeah, well, but that's what but I that, mean, but that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, no, it is the exact same thing. Yeah. Like that's why it's so that's why it's so interesting because it's it, externally that's what's occurring internally yeah internally i'd created a caricature a conglomeration of ideals that i was measuring myself up against constantly and so it shows up it shows up like like it's, it's like a sub, it was like a subconscious char- character i'd created a role that i'd created yeah i actually um have a current experience that took place today oh nice that's relevant to what we're talking about yeah uh so i placed a candidate at this uh it's a pretty cool nonprofit group they're uh, based in atlanta but their uh, mission is to make uh voting uh more um accessible yeah exactly more accessible to really anybody that wants to partake in the areas that don't have enough booths. Yeah, exactly. So they they have this really cool um, nonprofit, and it's really like great people, like solid, good people that just want to make voting more accessible to the state, the state of Georgia. And um, so I this they were looking for an accountant, and uh, the person that I placed there, uh, he loves it. He's having a great time, um, and it ended up fitting really well with his background of what he went to school for and uh, what his major was and what his minor was. And uh, he's having a a great time. But one thing I always do when I place somebody um, 
or when we get to work with somebody, uh, I always take them out to lunch uh, two or three weeks after they've started. Mm. Uh, and so um, I took I took the candidate out to lunch today in Buckhead, and we were having a chat. And really cool dude. He was a uh, track athlete in college and uh, came from Atlanta, but just a really really cool person. And we just started we just started chatting, and it was somebody that I connected with really really quickly and um we're sort of sharing some of our experiences in life and whatever and i shared with him my whole my golf experience where you know that's all i wanted to do and like i didn't have any skills when i when i like i didn't know how to work (laughs) i didn't know how to (laughs) i didn't know how to get a job yeah or like any of this and so he asked me how i got into recruiting and i shared with him how i started you know essentially started selling suits at dillard's and that turned into something else and something else and something else. And, you know, here I am. Um, and I also shared with them how I crashed and burned, you know, golf essentially, I, um, through my lifestyle and how I was, how I was experiencing myself at the time, <laughs> which I still take credit for. <laughs> of course. There was nobody else that <laughs> messed that up. I, I had every opportunity and I, I binned it, but, um, and he said something to me that was, um, that I thought was really interesting. He said, man, it's amazing how honest you can be. And I said, really? He said, yeah, man. I mean, you've just shared some things with me that a lot of men or people in general would never, would never say. And I said, yeah, you might be right. I don't, I don't know if five, six years, I don't know if I would have said it like that seven, eight years ago. But the thing that hit me was his feedback allowed me to see myself where I was as I was. And I realized that I was not hiding anything. I didn't have to be a big macho wacho. Like, you know, I didn't have to be that. I was just able to show up as my as who I am, who who Peter is. And uh, share that stuff with him. And because I was able to share something, then he felt comfortable in sharing some stuff about himself that was really profound. And um, it was amazing, like, how he navigated the waters of being an athlete. And then, you know, there was a period where he, was, he switched schools and didn't know if he was going to go back to college. And he's the first um, he's the first person in his uh, family to get a college degree. Wow. And there was just a lot of really cool synergies that happened because of, uh, because of the ability just to be open and vulnerable about my life. And um, a new friend came into my life today uh, because of that. Um, wow. And that's, again, stuff that I don't take much credit for anymore. Um, that was something that, that came to me and that was something that never came to me. And I always know what to take credit for and what not to because the good things in my life that come to me, I can't really do. There's... I have a 25-year track record of what my life looks like, and no good things like that came to my came into my life <laughs> when I was doing it, right? Yeah. So, um, really, really cool. It was just really, really cool to to sit there and uh, have a new a new experience with another person, um, and that doesn't happen all the time, but. Um, just to be in that place and to to be okay with um just letting it go yeah it's 
He was amazed though. He was like, "There's I don't know of any other I don't know of any men in my life that would talk like that." Something similar <laughs> happened to me one time on a plane. I was I got on a plane and I and the, my seat partner, we just started talking. Before I knew it, you know, she was asking me about all the stuff I'd. I don't know. I I was telling her what my life was like, or we were talking about our lives. And uh, seeing the look on someone's face when you start to share the truth of your story, like the parts that, like, I'm comfortable, I don't think about, they're not, it doesn't feel like a heavy weight that I'm unburdening when I share this, where I've been and what I've experienced. Right. It just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like talking. But for other people that aren't uh, used to that level of self uh, uh, or self propulsion, self reflection, or self uh, acknowledgement, or yeah. past acknowledgement, people that aren't used to sharing the the parts of ourselves that we wouldn't normally share. But I don't even know what that is actually. Whatever that is, people, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it just it was amazing to me when I was sharing with her, and I and and the way that she was asking and she her eyes were lit up and it was like after we landed it was like a two and a half three hour flight and it was like I couldn't believe like that was my life it's like I got to relive it again in some weird way and see how crazy it it it, it can come off as yeah but to me it's just normal it's just not even normal but like yeah and it won't and it wasn't See, it wasn't all always that way for me. Is when I'm was was what I'm saying. Because yeah, yeah, you there was a time when you you wouldn't. I never, I would never, uh, open up. I would never talk about. I would never share myself like that. It was off limits because I had this. I had this dilute this character out in front of me, that I had made up in my mind. About how I was supposed to, float around and and show up in the world and yeah the truth of what was real of what i was really experiencing didn't match up with this character this double this this character that i was showing everybody so it makes it impossible to let out the the story it makes it impossible so it's always a it's always a facade it's always there's always a fakeness to it where do you where do you think the value in like the the expression the expression of some of these things like when you started getting comfortable or not, when you started doing that when you started sharing the parts of yourself that you weren't used to looking at or well, again for me that's just something that happened that's just something that started happening it wasn't something that I had to think about. It was, it was, it was as if the old person was gone, was dead. It wasn't there anymore. And so the, if there was a question or if there was something that I could share, I, I would just share it. It, I didn't, there wasn't much thought that had to be, because I didn't have anything to hold up anymore. Ah. 
So it was almost like once that, like I'm, I'm picturing like a book with like a lock and a key on it. Once that was cracked and away, it was like the pages were just accessible. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's sort of, um, it's sort of like walking around in the world. Many people are afraid of failing. Right. There's this fear of failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, af- I'm afraid to be a failure. I'm afraid I'm not going to make it. That's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that fear anymore. Because I was a failure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The fear, the fear of, the fear of being a nobody doesn't exist in my life anymore. It, it, it is not something that I, I don't. If, if nothing else in my life ever happens, like which is not possible, but if let's just say it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> where, it was just this. Uh huh. Myself today in this apartment, living the way that I live for the remainder of my existence, uh-huh. no problem. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. There's no problem with that. I don't have uh, much. I don't. Uh, there is no problem for me anymore. Yeah. When the, when the rubber meets the road on it, there is no problem. So I don't have I don't have to hold up this image of being of being a a heavy hitter or a I've made it. You know, I've climbed the peak. I've got the big retirement account or you know like that just doesn't it doesn't matter to me anymore. I I don't have a I'm very clear on who I am. Because of because of the stuff that we've talked about and the stuff that I practice and the stuff that had been shown to me by men that I admired men that I looked up to that they showed me what life could be like. They said, this is what life can be. You can be free and you can be comfortable and you can be okay in your, in your own skin and you can be okay in the world. And it's not a bad place. It's a great place and it's a gift. You've been given a gift. And these are things that were uh, shared with me and shown to me, um, over 10 years ago and I came to a place in my life where that's what I wanted to experience and so that for me is good enough that I don't uh the fact that I can go to sleep at night without having to take a pill without having to put something in my body the fact that I can be alone even when I'm anxious as hell and I don't have to run around and I don't have to you know wreck everyone else's life those are things that are really, really dear to me. I I love that, uh, and that that to me is is fine. The rest of the stuff is just uh, icing on the cake. The rest of the stuff is just um, a robustness of life. Man, that's I think that's a great great spot to end at. Um, I know how I would feel if I was listening to this, and I would want to know what to do. Like like say say I hear that, and like what is that? How do you? And I got to just, I got to say, dude, I know you haven't listened to it yet, but our last week's episode, all of it is just about becoming aware of what you're not. Recognizing the part of you that is not you. The part of you that is, that is thinking and deciding and strategizing and conceptualizing. And, and I just wanted to give that quick, like, 
because someone who may be listening up until this point is wondering what the fuck like where they are on some other shit dude like what's going on here yeah like if they just tuned in it's like like we we broke all this stuff down on the mystic path to cosmic power last week's episode it's all there yeah that one was trippy man that was a trippy deal i, I like, didn't know what it was go- i listened to it today i yeah i didn't realize it was as <laughs> i didn't realize it, it became what it was that's cool yeah yeah that's cool it stenciled it out because and i'm you know i know you haven't heard it so like i'm kind of speaking it's all so fresh on my mind right cliff now. notes cliff notes yeah you decide you described who you were in that episode yeah deep deep down who is peter yeah you know and it's not it's not peter right <laughs> right i know i know and so, like, yeah, so I just, it, it's, that's the key. A hundred percent. And I think the key, the other, the other key is, um, is taking the, um, is taking, taking the actions. So the, and I've shared, I think I shared this before, but there was a friend of mine who, had she's she said something she said if you don't know what the right thing to do is do it anyways and you'll find out (laughs) yeah and i'd i'd done that so many times (laughs) like so many times you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, like you don't know what to do and you go ahead and you like dive head first into it and then after it happens, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's it's that in that isolated experience, that would be what's not what's not me. What's not who I am. And so I did a lot of things and I thought a lot of things that I, w- I was and only to find out that I wasn't th- those things. I wasn't that. And it's by recognizing what I'm not that I can then start to see who I am. And that's the, again, like it, it sounds trippy and it sounds heavy probably, but it really isn't. It's um, this, uh, you know, I mean, we were kind of talking about it, but I think for me, if I, if I can't see, if I, if I can't have humor and laughter in my life, um, I'm on thin ice. Mm. So I can always tell when I'm a little off because then I, I, I won't laugh and I won't smile and I won't like have the carefreeness of my life. Um, and then I'll, I'll go and have like a moment of reflection. I'll be like, dude, <laughs> you literally just spent two weeks or seven days or 10 days or whatever a day or an hour like just totally wrapping your head (laughs) in a dream (laughs) something that wasn't real it's so wild man now now that my sense of humor see like i seem to have one i didn't it's it's it was I remember when I was trying to work all this shit out for myself, I used to put on my to-do list, like, watch comedy. 
because I hadn't like I didn't know how to have humor. I didn't know how to laugh, you know, like I don't know. It was just it was it's just been so surprising this week how absurd and hilarious things have been. Like I just I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. And there's so much more life for me is way more enjoyable when I can laugh at least a couple times a day. Yeah. At something that's just I think is funny like it could be f- completely futile or it could be something that others might take seriously and I'm just like what? <laughs> why are you? Yeah. Like why are you like spending so much time and I know why but it's it's like this is really how you, you like want to spend your your day? <laughs> <laughs> like talking about how bad everything is and like how messed up life is like it's not a big deal. Yeah. And I don't I don't have um I have a lot of empathy though for that as well. Yeah, cuz cuz yeah. I cuz I understand. Just personally inside I find it funny sometimes. And yeah. Um and then you know people who are much wiser than me will look at me and be like dude, you're taking this job way too seriously. I'm like, "Oh, you think so?" It's like, "Yeah, you just spent 20 minutes like verbally um, dumping on me about what you would do to like fix the problem and the guy would say does it sound like you're trying to run the show and do the lights and <laughs> draw, like draw the curtain <laughs> and I'll be like yeah dude yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm so much like thinking I'm running the show here and he goes well are you and I said fuck no I can't, I can't run anything <laughs> It should be a safe word. Stage left. I couldn't even (laughs) run my own life. Like, (laughs) yeah. What makes me think I can run yours? (laughs) Man, or run the business, you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, good episode, man. This was fun. This was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Signing out. We're having some cheesesteaks. Namaste. Namaste. Me and my team gotta intervene. What's the point of living if you ain't living a dream? We live in a world where everybody want everything. Everybody want a better thing. Trying to fool you like it's picture perfect, but it's just the editing. Man, the game been waiting for a better king. I've been posting with my queen like a red king. Screaming money anything, cause it ain't. Man, I never knew that living out a dream meant living out a suitcase. I've been working at a new pace. So much money on the road, I ain't even had a minute, not a single second. Chilling in my new place. Motherfuckers getting two faced. Cause a brother finally eating, not to mention everybody getting two plates. You know, I only got two traits. Drop hits, get money, run it. What the fuck is there left to talk about? I told him my vision, let him know what it's all about. Industry only respect me because I'm balling out. You never know who there for you until you falling out. And that's the reason I've been in the kitchen working on that nutrition. I let them listen, boy, it's been my house. This is merely an addition. Fuck them and they permission. They was killing the game. Who the one that gave a permission? You know the name. Who else you know when to come up, do it like I does it? Lyrics all up in your skull like when the bubble buzzes. Say my last shit a classic. And I wonder, was it? Come to think about it, everybody seemed to love it. I was working on a budget. Second time around, shit is different. Cause they know that boy good. No, he doesn't. I've been at it for the people that been loving my shit. Not the people that been hating, they can suck my dick. Run it. I'm going to do something different for the last one. I'm going to go in. Uh, 
Feeling like Matthew McConaughey on an interstellar mission in Chicago at the bottom of the Riviera. I wonder who I would be if I wasn't in my era. I got a beret of the people, but I take care of the people when I jump in a cop and a rocket. Then John had this in my pocket. I had a way to unlock it, open that locket and see the picture I painted. No, we ain't never acquainted on a rise like a defendant. Now we're trapped with possession like an exorcism. My division is solely my vision. Goddamn, can you feel it? Uh, I had a dream, I would run the game and kill it. Had a dream, can you feel it? Uh, motherfucker wanna push it to the limit, get up in it, make the shit infinite. Yeah, you know I wanna win it on my independent. I've been at it like an addict, never at the party like I'm democratic. Lot of static on the radio. Fuck everything that they represent. This right here is heaven sent, never irrelevant. No, never when I slide up in the spot. Just a youngin' in the game, trying to show them what I got way back. That was the mentality, never truly reality. Looking for validation with all the wrong things on my mind for motivation. Just chilling at the crib on the PlayStation. Cause I never thought about it. Never thought that people would have had a song like mine in their rotation. Till I wise up, got them sized up. Ready to go, I'm feeling fired up. Man, it's been a good ride up. Everybody want me to lace them, I'm too tied up. It's a ransom, fist full of money, then we head back to the mansion. 30,000 people in the crowd, we expanded. Couple years back, you ain't give a damn. All the grass off the plane, whenever I land, all part of the plan. Anything you wanna do, you can. Just go and get it, fuck them if they don't love it, be above it. Unless you're thinking your profession gonna be rap. Matter of fact, you should take a step back, cause I run it. 